Sacred Space. So, welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space in West Limit 102. Just reminding people again, my name is John Keeley. Still joined on the Skype line somewhere in the world by Shane Ambrose. And uh, it's great for us to be able to welcome into the studio again in Newcastle West, Father Frank Dewey. Good morning to you. How are you? Not so bad, John. Thank you very much. Thanks for that. Just remind people again, uh, listeners out there again, Father, you always, you probably often would have heard myself or Shane referring to, to Father Frank, because um, just to remind listeners again, uh, Lecture Divina, every Monday night in the Paris Centre in Newcastle West, quarter past eight to quarter past nine, and, and Father Frank opens up the gospel for us each week and uh, just um, gives us a few little tips as to where, where the Holy Spirit might be speaking with ourselves. This particular week, of course, when we went to Lecture Divina this particular week, Father Frank just opened up as best he could um, the readings for us uh, for Pentecost Sunday, which is which is today. Both the Gospel, but he also referred and probably will be referring today, maybe to the first reading and second reading. But in the meantime, um, Pentecost Sunday and the Holy Spirit. I suppose the first question to ask Father Frank, who is the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit? Well, as... Uh one of the first prayers we all learned was the, the sign of the cross. You know, we bless ourselves in the name of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He's traditionally called in theology the third person of the Holy Trinity. And he, he is the agent, if you like, through which God is present to us and through which Christ keeps his promise to be with us all days until the end of time. It's the Holy Spirit is God present uh, in us. Okay. Now, just just to break up that a small little bit more for maybe some of our listeners out there. Um, Jesus came on earth. He was he was made man and died and left to go to the Father. Yes. But didn't leave us alone. No, and that was it. He was all the time saying to the, his disciples, and of course what he said to his disciples 2,000 years ago, he's saying just as truly to us today, he said, I, I will not leave you orphans. I will send you another advocate to be with you. Mm. To sp- he referred to him as the spirit of truth. Yeah. And elsewhere yeah. in John's gospel, he says, he will lead you to the complete truth. And I think maybe that gets to the heart of the role of the Holy Spirit. We're, we're all searching for truth. And uh, he, he is the one that guides us uh, to the truth. We might may, maybe forget that sometimes because when we're speaking about truth and when we listen to what the secular world and what the media throws out to us from time to time, um, we sometimes forget that the Holy Spirit is there, as you just said, and just remind us again, the spirit of truth, mm-hmm. to pray to the Holy Spirit, to ask the Holy Spirit, to, to guide us yes. as mm-hmm. to what to make out in life. And, and, and as you just alluded there, we won't be left alone. Jesus left the Holy Spirit with us. Oh, yes, yeah, and I mean, I, I suppose I learned that lesson, you know, when I went uh, to the seminary in Maynooth, you know, a long time ago now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and one of the very striking things was that whether it was in philosophy or theology, we never started a lecture, regardless of who the professor was, without saying the prayer to the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and you should be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. And that phrase, renew, send forth your spirit, her Lord, and renew the face of the earth is actually our response to the psalm uh, today, Pentecost Sunday. But I suppose that drilled into us, you know, as young students, the centrality of uh, all the time turning to the Holy Spirit for guidance. Every professor come mm-hmm. in there, fellas, who knew that stuff very, very well. They yeah. always said this prayer to the Holy Spirit before they dared, if you like, to speak to us about the Word of God and the teaching of Christ. So 
you couldn't miss uh, the, the 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 significance and uh, the, how striking it was that um, always, always they turned to the Holy Spirit for guidance. So I learned that lesson mm. as a young student. And I suppose we, we can only learn that lesson if we hear the Holy Spirit and if we listen to the Holy Spirit. Mm. And we've got a few problems these days in terms of noise and distractions and so on and so forth. Uh, no mm. matter what age we are, but it may be especially for those people, for those in our community who are young. Mm-hmm. There's so many distractions and so many distortions of the truth these days. Yeah. How do we listen to the Holy Spirit, Father? Well, it, well, it 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 calls for uh, creating a reflective kind of uh, you know air around us. You know, it calls mm-hmm. for prayer and reflection. And um, I remember some of our professors, I mean, one in particular, who always referred to the Holy Spirit as the quiet one of the Trinity, the gentle, quiet voice yeah. of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm never raises his voice, you know, and I often sometimes find that maybe one of the annoying things, if I may say something like that, about the Holy Spirit, that he's so gentle, he's so quiet, never raises his voice. But whenever we we take time aside and and turn down the noises of the world, um, we do, you know, uh, find the Holy Spirit nudging us in a particular direction, you know, and making us think more seriously about the central things of life and to... to discard the rubbish that can yeah. be looking for our attention yeah. today, you know. And you mentioned there about young people. I think that makes it uh, uh, particularly difficult for young people today. First yeah. of all, they don't have uh, uh, the wisdom yet, you know, that life, uh, yeah. life teaches us all lessons. And uh, there are so many voices clamoring for their attention. Um, and they... And these are attractive. All these voices are presented mm-hmm. in a very yeah. attractive way. And so you've all these things screaming at our young people. So how are the creatures going to be able yes. to hear the Holy Spirit? And uh, and I think the lack of vocations uh, today is not unconnected with that phenomenon. The, um, because, uh, like as I often said to young people, the Holy Spirit doesn't send you a text or an email to tell you he no. wants you to be a priest, no. you know. It's that kind of gentle voice thing nudging at you, like, you know, I sometimes remind even primary school children that we had confessions today for our confirmation children. I was reminding uh, 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 some of them, like, you know, that it's uh, uh, that obviously receiving the Holy Spirit in a special way in the, in the sacrament of confirmation. Mm-hmm. And I'd say to them, like, you know, Supposing you gave cheek to your mum or dad, you know, and yeah. uh, did you ever find yourself giving out to yourself about it? Did you ever find anything yeah. Yeah. inside you kind of saying you shouldn't have done that, that yeah. wasn't right, you know? Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, yeah, we, they all say they can relate mm-hmm. to that. And and I said, you know, that's uh, the Holy Spirit kind of nudging you and say, uh-uh, you know, maybe you shouldn't mm-hmm. have done that or, if, uh, or else encouraging you to to do some good or mm-hmm. maybe and you may be tempted to do something that's wrong and he encouraging you to do something good and one of the, the phenomena of today that that's, um, that's uh, always makes me think is that a lot of primary teachers have said to me over the years that the little children in primary school love meditation yeah. and I mean when I was, I first heard about meditation when I was well into my seminary time, well, mm. well into my seminary time anyway. Mm. And here now, they, and I think what's happening is that there's such a noisy world that they find themselves in, so many voices clamoring for their attention, 
And then they discover there's a beautiful thing called silence. Yeah. And if the teacher puts them into that and maybe plays a little bit of music that kind of lulls them into that, and uh, it's a lovely time to drop in a few words of scripture into the, the ears and, and the heart mm-hmm. uh, of a child. But it is interesting that little children today love this. It is a new discovery. Mm-hmm. Now, in that kind of world and with the gentleness of the Holy Spirit, it's hard for somebody that the Holy Spirit is calling to serve him, maybe in priest yeah. of a religious mm-hmm. life. I think it affects vocation in that sense. But even outside of vocation, just uh, the Holy Spirit, they're wanting and wishing us to be, to, mm-hmm. to live a way that brings us closer to the Father. But he gets crowded out, like, you know, and he kind of gets smothered, you know, because of so many mm-hmm. things, you know. And uh, like even now, the, those voices travel with them now through mobile phones and yeah. various mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. modern gadgetry that I yeah. know very little about. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but I know enough to know that um, that they they can be uh, very distracting to children and very distracting to distract them very much away from the things of the spirit. And all the more reason you even just mentioned there about those of us who are a little bit older now and maybe got a little bit more wisdom through all the mistakes we've made in life and so on and so mm. forth. All the more reason for us to guide as best we can. The young people who are around us, whether they're children or grandchildren. Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, like it's uh, wisdom is obviously one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But um, um, maybe it takes us a good while to yeah. tune into that, to those gifts of the Spirit, because we can, no matter what age we are, we can spend a wasted a lot of our time, you know, um, chasing after material and secular kind of things. That at the end, that as life goes on, we discover we're only rubbish, yeah, yeah. and um, and I think that that's one of the reasons maybe why we're wiser. Apart from learning the, uh, you know, true age and being around, yeah, you know, yeah. um, I think that the Holy Spirit gets a better chance when we shed some of the rubbish and the attachment to it that we now know is mm. is rubbish and is not leading anywhere. It's kind of leading us in a up, up a cul-de-sac, mm, you know. Yeah. One of the things you mentioned there early on, or maybe touched on was the fact that the Holy Spirit speaks to other people. The Holy Spirit is in, is in everybody, mm. and uh, he's a, a gift of God to, to everybody. And when Jesus spoke to his, uh, Jesus died for all people. Mm. And when he spoke, as he left this world to go back to the Father and promised to send the Holy Spirit, he was sending the Holy Spirit to all people, not just, not just to the disciples mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, that the people he died for. Yeah. Mm. Um, are the people he was sending the Holy Spirit to, like, and the Holy Spirit speaks and through all kinds of people. And I, I would see today, like, you know, that some people they get very committed to things like justice, yeah, and are prepared mm. to take risks for their mm. own lives mm. to defend the, mm. the noble moral virtue of justice. And mm-hmm. um, there's no doubt in the world, the Holy Spirit they're responding to the Holy Spirit yeah. in when, when they do that, and they mightn't be particularly religious people. And the reason why, why I kind of just brought that up there was because there's some of us as parents or grandparents sometimes and, and we're afraid, how should I guide or how can I guide uh, my, my children or those in my charge? And as you just said, we all have the Holy Spirit, no matter who we are, whatever mm. age we are. And if we maybe turn to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit, this Holy Spirit won't leave us alone. That's right, yeah. He will always guide us, you know, and... The, a good question maybe for all of us to reflect on is, you know, like, 
to what extent does the Holy Spirit come into my daily prayers? If I mm-hmm. if I say daily prayers, uh, are there prayers to the Holy Spirit uh, among my daily prayers? Mm-hmm. You know, we we say our fathers and we say Hail Marys and mm-hmm. so forth. But you know, it no, of course there are people that pray to the Holy Spirit. But I sometimes wonder. I'm not sure, but I sometimes wonder. Uh, to what extent are they conscious of this? Yeah. The advocate that Jesus said he would send us, who is sent in specifically mm. to lead us to God's truth. Yeah. And yeah. God's truth doesn't get heard too, too easily today. And other voices that are only leading us up cul-de-sacs are heard loud and clear. You know, And that's one of the problems in the secular world. The secular world, yeah. That's, um, that God gets pushed to the side, you know. Like, uh, so... Shane, have you got any thoughts yourself on, on the Holy Spirit and Pentecost? And um, I suppose, as, as Father Frank said, it's 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 the end of the the Easter the end of Easter season, Pentecost, Pentecost, and we celebrate the arrival of the Holy Spirit. And what most people, of course, um, associate with the feast day, of course, is that reading from the Acts of the Apostles and the the gust of wind and the tongues of flame. And of course, the thing about it is, it, it's not always as <clears throat> loud um, an interaction that we have with the spirit, as Father Frank said, that more often than not, this, you know, the, our engagement with the spirit is that of a gentle voice or a gentle nudge in our in 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 our hearts, if we can only make that space for it. And I suppose that that is that is one of the the, the things I suppose the challenges that we have in our in in life today is that there isn't that space, there isn't that time to allow. Um, you know that that listening to happen, and um, you know there's particularly for younger people. There's that there's so many distractions in life. But even even for older people, in mm-hmm. terms of you know we're going around, we're doing everything we're supposed to be doing, and paying the bills, and sorting out this, and sorting out that. And kind of one of the things to think about this Sunday is well, where are the moments where we pause and allow that kind of encounter with the spirit in our own daily lives, because. While, you know, some people say, well, I'll, you know, talk about young people and this and that and the thing. Well, sometimes they look for examples mm. and the examples of their everyday life, of, every, mm. of, of people they encounter in their everyday lives. So for us, I suppose, we have to ask that question, where are we making space for that encounter, for that renewal, for that opening up to the spirit and in, in, in our lives as well? Mm. You know, it's, it's, um, it, it, it's just also, I suppose, to give space for the spirit to act. Because mm-hmm. we live in a world, I suppose, where we try to control things, mm-hmm. and there's one thing anyway. You know, there's that joke. You know, if you want, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Mm-hmm. And in particular, <laughs> I think if you want to make God laugh, tell the Holy Spirit your plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's 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 you know, the, where the, the Spirit blows, where where it wills mm-hmm. in many respects, and we don't know sometimes what that means or where mm-hmm. what it would it will mean for us. And sometimes, I suppose. And it comes back as well, something there to Father Frank was saying, it calls for a degree of courage that sometimes we might not have mm. or feel we don't have, you know, of of being able to go where 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 the spirit takes us. And that that's something which has to be discerned and prayed with and again allowed for that gentle murmuring in the heart that we respond to. Um, you know, it's 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 um I, I suppose one of my one of my favorite parts are, are kind of um, analogies of the Holy Spirit that's given in the Old Testament is the whole encounter with Elijah the prophet. And that it, was that, it wasn't the earthquake, it wasn't mm. the storm, 
but it was rather more the gentle the gentle breeze, breeze yeah. and mm-hmm. then he covered his face because that was when the yeah. spirit of god was passing by and you know it's 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 that whole idea that you know it's not in the big bang that we we we, we will encounter the divine it's in the everyday gospel moments of our lives that the spirit is where we encounter it you know and it's it's even even that you know the, the that that whole idea that the spirit is just gentle because one of the things i suppose that's that's sometimes used to describe the spirit and it's it's you know it's it's one of the things i've talked about on the, on the program before is um is iconography and the icon that's used for the holy spirit is holy wisdom sancto sophia and it's generally a it's portrayed as a woman and that feminine encounter we have with the divine that space that 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 nurturing that uh, idea that you know to remind us that god is an, is is nurturing and caring um and and it's, it's we have to make time and space to be able to encounter that um i suppose it's, it's kind of one of the things that that kind of strikes me on on, on this pentecost Shane, thank you so much for that now just before we go um for the bit of music before we go for the gospel um Father Frank, but uh, um, I can't help but again just remind people about Lecture of the Vina there on Monday night. The reason is because you constantly tell us that the Holy Spirit is in the readings that, mm-hmm. we, that we encounter every day if we're going to Mass, but certainly every Sunday. And the importance maybe of people maybe even taking on the leaflet at the weekend. Yes, and I mean, that's, that's why we, as I'm sure a lot of people have noticed, we publish in, on our bulletin, mm-hmm. The readings for the following Sunday, yeah. So yeah. that they take home the bulletin and they can turn over the other side, and they have the readings for the following Sunday. And it would be uh, one of the ways which uh, I totally agree with what Shane was saying there about uh, we have to create these spaces in our lives for the if the Holy Spirit is to be able to speak to us, and and so there has to be a decision in today's world, especially you have to decide yeah. you're going to create these spaces, and one of them would be like we said to kind of have a time where you will say. I'll take my leaflet and wherever you go for a walk or whatever it is, mm-hmm, but you, mm-hmm, you read the mm-hmm, thing and you yeah. go into Mass mm-hmm. at least primed uh, a bit for the the, um, mm-hmm. the Word of God that you're going to that you're going to hear in in, in that Mass. So there has and uh, like it, I think it's essential. And with you were saying about the the Holy Spirit being present in the Word, they, they talk really about four presences okay. of God when we gather for the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. The presence in the Word of God, mm-hmm. the presence in the body and blood of Christ, mm-hmm. the presence in the congregation, the people who have the Holy Spirit in their hearts, and his presence in the priest who is uh, taking the place of Christ mm-hmm. at the Eucharist. Otherwise, mm-hmm. he has no business there. He's not, yeah. you know. So, yeah. it's um, so there were four presences, and all the people might remember when there was incense used. That yeah. what we used to call a high mass. The book of the Gospels was incensed. Mm-hmm. The gifts, the bread and wine, the, the mm-hmm. body and blood of Christ were incensed. The, the congregation was incensed, mm-hmm. and one of the servers incensed the priest the to priest, mark yeah. those four mm-hmm. presences. And what happens at a, at a funeral when the when when the body of the at the end is blessed with holy water? They also use incense. Incense was a way of showing reverence for the body, which has been a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has mm-hmm. lived in this person. And you mark and honour that fact now by incensing, which is a, a, a traditional way of showing reverence for the presence of God. Just reminding us again that the Holy Spirit is in us all. Yes. Every one of us. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, at this stage we might go for a little bit of music. Father Frank, you got a suggestion that we might play a little bit of music before we go for this second, as we go for this break? Yeah, well, one of my great memories always of Pentecost Sunday in the seminary was with the old Gregorian chant, which is a kind of ever new, was the great hymn to the Holy Spirit, the Veni Creator Spiritus, Come Creator Spirit. Um, okay, it's in Latin. Um, a lot of people, most people probably won't understand, but I think it, it's the kind of music all Gregorian chant, when you listen to it, it's uh, you know it's prayer uh, without understanding the language at all. And then uh, this particular recording of Veni Creator Spiritus was done somewhere around the... Uh, 1980s or early 90s mm-hmm. uh, and it's not a choir it's the students and uh, and the seminary staff in the college chapel in Maynooth uh, being recorded singing the Veni Creator so let's hear this Sacred Space 